0: the world's economies run on their supply chains. Understanding them is the key to keeping global products moving. Welcome to Supply Chain in the Fast Lane, a series of business podcasts co-produced by the Council of Supply Chain Management Professionals and Supply Chain Quarterly. In this series of episodes, we explore new transportation technologies. Supply Chain in the Fast Lane is brought to you by Here Technologies. Accelerate your business with location intelligence. Here now is your moderator, Supply Chain Quarterly's Managing Editor, Diane Rand.
1: Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Our guest today is Tom Nightingale, Chief Executive Officer for AFS Logistics and current Chairman of the Board for the Council of Supply Chain Management Professionals. Thanks for joining us today, Tom.
2: My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
1: So today we're gonna to talk about some emerging technologies. What have you found to be most productive for improving the transportation of freight?
2: Well, Diane, I think today everybody's talking about chat GPT and it's certainly top of mind, but in so many ways, I think of freight transportation has led the way on a number of emerging technologies for many, many years. And whether it was the early days of barcoding that led to advanced uses of tracking and tracing, or whether it was tracking and tracing that led to multi-party orchestration and control towers, freight has really always been on that forefront of technology. And it makes sense because with transportation being such a large portion of the total cost of supply chain, it really stands to reason that people would tend to invest And the technologies that optimize those costs. And certainly, transportation has been one of the largest costs. So, what we're seeing now is really the integration of a number of technologies uh, that are not new to us. Uh, We, as a company, have the benefit of $11 billion worth of freight payment data. And that's an amazing treasure trove of insight when you begin applying it into technologies such as machine learning predictive analytics, and AI. So now we're able to provide customers with insights into where prices are headed, um, what good looks like as it relates to pricing and modal selection, and that's brought companies to us because they see the assets that we're bringing to that table, the, the data that we're bringing to that table, the data that we're bringing to that discussion, the insights that come from that. And when you couple that data with a way to bring it to life that helps them reduce their freight spend, optimize modal choices and create insights that would have been impossible in the past, it's really a pretty exciting time because that machine learning, advanced intelligence and the ability to integrate all of that data that's come before us, such as time and transit, pricing, modal selection, et cetera, creates a unique combination. And we've seen that come to light in a number of different examples for our customers, Um, whether it's just a a straight cost reduction and optimizing modes, or whether it's site location data. Uh, We have examples from all sorts of different spaces. And, we, one of the things we've started to do in the last few years is to provide some market intelligence. Um, our quarterly freight index that we put together with TD Cowan allows our customers and Cowan's uh, members to have visibility and insight into where prices are headed over the balance of the quarter. We publish that every quarter and, and give people about 12 weeks' worth of runway as to where things will head in the upcoming quarter and we've seen that really closely match our predictions because of that machine learning and that AI layering in so much intelligence and computing power into such an amazing data set.
1: So are there any specific technologies you would recommend that shippers consider implementing to improve interactions with their transportation providers?
2: Well, certainly TMS uh, or transportation management software is not a new technology, but I am always amazed that so many companies are using suboptimal or even in some cases, no TMSs anymore. Um, You would think that at this point um, that would be table stakes in our industry, but we still find customers who lack the robust TMS packages. and they think that they're just the domain of large enterprises. Um, so many of our TMS users uh, rely on software that either we or other 3PLs provide to them that are now giving a small to mid-sized shipper the same level of sophistication that large customers have only been able to afford in years past. And the ability to tailor those packages into what makes sense for them so that they get that full suite of heavy functionality and the integration that they need to give them a solution that allows them to compete with the big guys is still amazing to me that more customers don't take advantage of it. And those TMS systems are just critical tools that provide a framework for successful TMS Uh, transportation management, um, storing those negotiated rates, ensuring that the carriers have been properly vetted, automatically handling uh, the tasks that tended to be so laborious in the past. But when we look at examples such as that, that technology doesn't always have the human element. So a TMS is great, but it really does come down to who the operator is on the other side of that keyboard and by taking the data that goes into the TMS and then providing some governance and some insights and some wisdom coming out of it with that additional layer of business intelligence has been a really powerful combination for us uh, you know one recent example we have a uh, a large uh, asian electronics manufacturer and through no fault or no malice of any one individual they were checking a box on the TMS Uh, that required the carrier to get an adult signature as opposed to just a signature. And the difference in that small click box on a TMS added up to an annual impact of over $300,000 per year. And had we not provided the BI layer on top of the TMS and that human element to oversee what was going on in a, a relatively far flung organization, that cost would have just continued to have been incurred and uh, for no real beneficial reason for the company. It really was just a, just a human error.
1: Wow, that, that's amazing. And and such a small little detail, just being looked over can make such a big difference. So what do you foresee as the future of autonomous trucking?
2: It's an interesting topic and it really is on everybody's minds right now. Um, I think the things that are driving it to be top of mind is this pervasive shortage of drivers, first off. Um, And then secondly, coupled with that, is the cost of the drivers themselves. So literally since I've been in this industry, and this is now over 32 years, um, we've been talking about the driver shortage. It's real. It really does happen on a day-to-day basis. We don't have enough qualified truck drivers in this country moving the freight. It gets better and worse from time to time, but I've never seen it get 100% better. I've never seen the shortage turn into an excess. And the reason that becomes important is because the largest element in trucking, and cost element that is, is the cost of the driver. People often think it's the equipment or it's the fuel, but it's always the driver. And those wages have increased pretty dramatically in the last three to four years, uh, which is a good thing, by the way. They were long overdue. Um, It is a very, very difficult job and and had not been keeping up with the CPI for decades. So thankfully, it has increased. But now you have this uh, kind of acute attention based on the cost of the driver to a really exacerbated shortage with the drivers. And now you've got some real technology coming into this market. Uh, You've got 5G and you've got the Internet of Things enabling us to start to talk about autonomous trucking because it's becoming a little bit more real in cars. So where I think it probably heads is I think you see platooning become the first phase because at least in platooning you still have a vehicle in front of this chain of vehicles that is staffed by a qualified, trained, and heavily regulated driver who's great at what he or she does. Then using 5G and the IoT, the Internet of Things, you can connect all of the other vehicles behind him or her and you can do it at a distance that would not typically be thought of as safe if a human we're maintaining that difference. But when a machine is doing it and it's enabled by by state-of the art technology, it is actually very safe. But I think that you've got to have that driver in the tractor to begin with, because if you don't, you know people just get so nervous being even close to a single tractor and trailer with a highly qualified, well-trained, highly regulated driver at the wheel. The day that they look up and see nothing, I think they freak out and they start calling their congressman. I just think that, that the, the opportunity for us to start to change that perception using technology and to do it simultaneous to seeing it becoming a more common thing, such as you know the, the driverless cabs that are all over San Francisco now, it's going to start to shape public perception and lead us down a path where in probably the next 10 to 15 years, we'll get to a point of mass adoption.
1: People will get more comfortable and uh, the technology won't seem as scary, especially I think about just being on the roads myself and and I'm very comfortable now with trucks, but I remember when I was first learning to drive, it wasn't that way. So uh, yeah, it'll be exciting to see that technology kind of, uh, grow and expand and, and see what a difference it makes.
2: So true. It is so true. I mean, and I think the regulatory frameworks, we've now got two dozen states that, that allow for some form of autonomous trucks um, moving intrastate. Um, we've now got a framework from the USDOT. It's changing that public perception. It's It's getting people comfortable with the fact that these are trained drivers that are highly regulated, highly capable, and they're really good at what they do. And if you look at the, the data, the truck and car accident data, more often than not, overwhelmingly points to the fact that it's a car uh, who was the cause of that accident, not the truck. But as people get more comfortable with it, regulatory frameworks get better, and technology improves, I think we're headed down that path.
1: I can't. Are there any other technology gaps that you see are still existing?
2: Well, you know, I think it's first, it's it's important just to not underestimate the human element. Um, Technology is fantastic, but um, as increasingly capable as technology becomes, you can't just kind of wet it and forget it. That, increasing complexity of the transportation market as a whole, particularly as it relates to things like rate increases, surcharges, it's a threat to the shippers who are looking to leverage technology to their full potential if they think they can do it just through technology itself. I think there's more to it than the technology. Um, I think that as we look forward, um, that technology is going to work effectively when it gives you the foundation that allows us to provide additional human intervention on it, and at the same time give us the ability to leverage things such as I mentioned earlier, autonomy, data to include machine learning and advanced analytics, and more pervasive adoption of TMS. Take all of that, and then you look even a little bit further out into some things that maybe are less transportation related but more supply chain related. We've got things like EV trucks. We've got things like autonomous warehouses and the robot. We have things like control towers. All of those will help orchestrate a much tighter network for the transportation providers, and ultimately, continue this kind of relentless cost down that the United States has enjoyed for 40 years in supply chain as a cost, uh, as a percentage of GDP. And uh, I think that, you know, there's some really interesting and exciting things ahead of us, particularly in, in those areas down the road that will spill into the transportation ecosystem.
1: I'm certainly looking forward to seeing you know the evolution of the transportation technology. Uh, it sounds like it's going to be exciting and a lot of changes probably pretty quickly even within the next like five and ten years. Absolutely. Thank you Tom for your time today. Today we've been talking with Tom Nightingale, CEO of AFS Logistics and current chairman of the board for CSCMP and this has been Supply Chain in the Fast
0: Supply Chain in the Fast Lane is a co-production of the Council of Supply Chain Management Professionals and Supply Chain Quarterly. This episode has been brought to you by Here Technologies. Accelerate your business with location intelligence. Please subscribe to Supply Chain in the Fast Lane wherever you get your podcasts.